two, one. What's up, guys? Welcome to In the Office with Scott and Wes. Uh, Scott, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Uh, a little bit nervous right now, to be honest with you. We had a Christmas party, and um, I'm kind of nervous. I ate some undercooked chicken. And so it's like every time, every time, like there's a slight churn in the stomach, which is very normal for me. It's like, oh my gosh, there's Mr. Salmonella. But- Scott's one of those guys that like, he freaks, not, I shouldn't say freaks out. Oh, freaks out's very, fine. Okay, freaks out's fine. He freaks out about, I mean, you're, you're very conscious of your health stuff, like what you yes. eat, what you put in your body, and you, you tend to, to do ex, extraneous yes. uh research a hundred percent say that later yes. on yes i do and 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 it's not really basically there's only one thing i'm concerned about is is i and oh my gosh i'm west i'm gonna say this right now and it's gonna happen later and it's gonna be horrible but i hate worse than anything else on earth is throwing up it's like i hate it i hate everything about it like you lose control of your I'm, body i I'm cannot stand it it is the worst thing ever and so really anything that makes me feel like it's gonna happen i like this is this is terrible, but uh, so last night we had um, a Christmas party, and we had Buffalo Wild Wings, and I ate some of the wings, and uh, like Buffalo Wild Wings always does to me, it, it made me a little bit queasy, and, sure. and like my stomach started getting a bit a bit odd. Everything was sitting heavy, which is normal, and all you gotta do is just lay down and relax, and you'll be fine. But I like it, I got in my head. And legitimately, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to throw up, I'm going to throw up, I'm going to throw up, I'm going to throw up. And I was freaking out so bad that I looked at my Apple Watch Series 4 and uh, and checked my heart rate. And I was at 120 just oh sitting there because I was freaking out so much. And then like, when I realized, all right, you're just freaking out. And then I start like, breathing, it all kind of goes away. But I know I have a problem. I'm not perfect. Look, America and, and apparently Canada sometimes, <laughs> I, I'm not perfect. <laughs> I have flaws, and, and me freaking out about things like that is, is a major flaw. But, yeah, I did some extensive research on chicken, and, and I think I'm going to be in the clear. But I mean, um, it's been like three, four hours since you Yeah, I, if I can get past hour six, I think I'm okay. Yeah. So we got yeah. two more hours where things go totally wrong. Yeah. But right now... Right now we're good, but but how are you? I mean, I'm, it is the holiday season, my it's man. The holiday season, yeah. And you know what? Those blonde roast Starbucks. I mean, they just they're coming around this. season. Uh, they are, and and just we another another out of the park experience this morning at Starbucks. Uh, the the one fifty flyover location right there by Jason's Deli, conveniently located mm. uh, here in Hoover. Uh, got on the app after I got my Bojangles Cajun Filet biscuit, the best chicken biscuit in town at a fast food restaurant, the Cajun Filet from Bojangles. After I got that. I was sitting in the drive-thru, ordered myself a blonde roast, a tall today, because I knew I didn't need too much. I was pretty juiced already coming into the day. <laughs> so uh, I pull in there, roll right in. There it is, waiting for me. Mm. Um, the barista greeted me and thanked me for coming in. I said, yes, ma'am, thank you for having me employee with full health benefits and wow. paid family leave. Thank yeah. you, Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's just a great way to start the day. Yeah, it's been a good kickoff for the holiday season. I it think. has. It yeah, has. It's the drink of the holiday season. I'm spending way too much money on, on coffee at Starbucks and should be saving for things that are probably important, but I'm sorry. <laughs> we all have our vices. We all have our vices. Well, I feel like it's probably about that time. We have a uh, we have a we have someone here with us today, Scott. Yeah. We do. We, <laughs> and, we do. Uh, 
We're listen. This guy, maybe you know him from from Charlie's vlogs on uh, on YouTube. <laughs> he's a YouTube sensation. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He's also place. a big Instagram guy. Does uh, some some food tests and and some Promotes, other big uh, into Instagram live. Promotes Canada Dry. I believe. He does he's, promote. He's a, a officially a, sponsored by Canada Dry. Is, is actually sipping deal. on one right now. He sure is. Yeah. So uh, Canada Dry's own uh, from Mississippi State University, uh, a sophomore. Um, a fraternity man, a mm. uh, Mississippi State baseball fan, mm. football. We'll get into that. <laughs> but uh, Mr. Charlie Steele, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, guys. I'm I'm happy to be here. Dude, I just I want to say 87 subs on YouTube. 87. 87. 87. Wow. Yeah. That's wow. actually how I, many vlogs have you posted? I posted three. I haven't posted any during the school year yet. Okay, so this was all from the summer. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're too – are you too focused on your academics? Is that the it. problem? Yeah, 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 there you go. When I went focused. to – we played UT, UT Knox. That's what yeah. we call it at Mississippi State. UTK. UTK. Yeah. University of Tennessee at Knoxville. Right. And we went to play them, and I tried to make a vlog, and I was in the car, like, on the way there with, like, seven other guys. Uh-huh. And they just weren't having it. No, yeah, <laughs> they're just I giving mean, me a hard time. I will say, like doing the whole vlogging thing, if if you're self conscious while you're doing it, then it doesn't turn out well. And if, yeah. it's, it depends on the environment around you. It does. Like, yeah, it, it makes it a lot. I'll say a lot of the vlogs I made were over the summer. Right. Correct. And yes. I I worked here at River Chase. Over right. The Great job. And we paid you for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, <Just> FYI, <laughs> maybe not a ton, but we. You gave me. There was something. monetary. There was, and, and there the, I, I hear just the grapevine that that number could be higher this summer if someone <laughs> would come back and work, but that's that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but yeah, so you were vlogging, and, and my assumption is, correct me if I'm wrong, when you get like way too many people involved, uh, number one, it probably gets too loud. Number two, um, people maybe try to be more funny than they mm-hmm. actually are. Everybody yeah. wants a voice. Yes. Everybody feels like they have something con- to contribute. And not that they don't, but they don't every right. time. And right. so it's just like uh, my first ever one was me and Woody, uh, a, yeah. a past guest on the show. Past guest, right. yeah. PowerPoint past Woody is, 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 is he's known in our listener audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we got to make that yeah, t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, we really do. We need to make like a caricature t-shirt of him like playing on PowerPoint. Uh, this isn't a joke. And the, Yeah, no. All he, right, we're going to get this made. We'll probably get him to make it in PowerPoint. Yes, of course. Yeah. That would be better. I'll buy one. I'd buy one, too. I'll buy I'd two. i that every day. I'd buy a hoodie version. Would you buy a uh, a Jordan brand like zip up? Easy. Okay. Yeah. This is wow. well. This we're a good idea. This. Yeah. This is a great this is a idea. idea. This is what it's Make about. Great moves. idea. Write Make it down. It. But when I made a vlog with him, just me and him doing it, right? It's a lot easier because it's it's two voices. Number yeah. one, and then number two, especially if you know it's Charlie's channel, it's like yeah. okay, well let's let Charlie kind of yeah you know control right. what's going on and so it's right. a lot easier if it's just two people and also you have like especially with you and in and woody like your your pitch and your personalities are not like a nice kind of yin and yang yeah very um, yeah on very that so opposite. i mean like when when i would watch your vlogs which are actually way better than when i like went into it thinking all right this is you what like him be like i did like him yeah, uh, yeah. that one Thank where you, you went to go to the baseball game is extremely good Thank yeah. you. and um and, and y'all's personalities really kind of go nicely together because he's not trying to overpower the conversation he's aware of what his role is in it yeah uh, which is important uh, like us here west knows his role here on the podcast yeah, yeah. i'm the, I'm the <laughs> I, you know where you stand yeah, yeah. i propose the questions and and, yeah. and scott elaborates <laughs> that's right <laughs> a lot that's right. there's a lot of elaboration i propose the question and scott's scott inserts his opinion so yeah. were you at the egg bowl this year i was so let me ask you uh this question okay um at what point did you realize 
Did you see it live when the Ole Miss player hiked his leg? Yeah. So did you instantly say that's 15 yards? Okay. So just one point first. Yeah. I've been to some great sporting events in my life. Yes. And that one's probably top three. Yeah. Just because the whole that whole last drive, that whole 100%, game was, yeah. for Ole Miss. It was nuts. It was nuts. Um, but yeah, so I'm watching the game, and where I sit, I have like a really good view of that part of the end zone. So he hikes his leg up, and me and all my buddies go crazy because like well, that's ridiculous yeah and i knew i knew 15 yards but i initially thought kickoff right and then one of the guys around me was like no put it on the pat i was like you're right let's make them miss a kick <laughs> and so then if you watch i don't know I, I didn't see it on tv yeah but from our point of view the head ref comes out makes the call and says it'll be assessed on the kickoff and almost the entire coaching staff from Mississippi State comes on the field screaming. Yeah, they know no, with PAT, PAT. Yeah. And so then you missed it. Yeah, was. well I knew they showed like uh when they moved the kickback, they showed the almost kicker and he like had this like smile on his face and was slapping hands and I instantly was like he ain't got a chance. <laughs> I mean, it was sounds, he cocky? Oh yeah, it seemed that way, but you could typically kickers when they're out there like, oh yeah man, I got it are not yeah. confident yeah. at all. You want yeah. the guy that's like standing out there by himself just like looking dead eyes at it, like glazed over. You like, want your uh, kicker in its own world. What's his own. Carlson? Daniel. No, what's his brother? Anders. Who missed yeah. almost everything before the Iron Bowl yes. and then decided to show up yeah, he did. and drill, what, five? Yeah, he made a lot. I can't remember if it was four or five. Ridiculous. But, and then some of them were bombs. They were. And, uh, but he missed like two against Samford. He missed a couple. Yeah, missed a couple against Ole Miss too. Yeah, I mean, so he he hadn't had like the greatest year, but he picked the right time to figure out the right game. Yeah, it yeah. seems like Auburn does that in that game in Auburn. Um, at least has kind of historically in the Saban era, they've a lot of people have figured it out at the at the right time, and then it's every every single time Auburn plays Alabama in Auburn where Auburn wins. It's amazing like, how many moments there are in those games oh, yeah. that are just completely yeah. like Mac Jones throws it off. Uh, oh, what's his face is back. Najee, yeah. Najee Harris is back, and it's picked off by a guy that, to be honest, I didn't know was a contributor <laughs> to the team, and, and he takes it, you know, one hundred and one back to the house. Like, nobody knew nuts. what's his face's name until kick six. Chris Davis. He wasn't as popular. He wasn't as popular. Where I mean, like our playing defense at Auburn, ex- except like in the past, like. Uh, Let's shoot the front few front years. Four. Yeah, except for the past like few years uh, when we've actually had a defense, which has been kind of shocking. That's what was so weird about the Auburn Alabama game this year. Because if you would have told me, oh yeah, Auburn's gonna put up over forty, like oh my gosh, we're gonna win, we blew them out. And the same by the same token, if you told me, oh yeah, Alabama's gonna score over forty, like we got wrecked. Yeah, because I thought. If we were going to win, it would need to be like a 17-14 type game. Yeah. And so when when everyone kept scoring and Auburn couldn't stop Alabama, I was like, this is uh, not remotely what I thought it was going to be like. But two really kind of like crazy games um, back and forth. And the battle for, for the two great states of Mississippi and Alabama, dead last in academics but number one in your hearts. <laughs> <laughs> number one. Nobody cares about the Egg Bowl except for – the people in Mississippi. I'll tell you, I it is one of my favorite Thanksgiving traditions. It, Forget the NFL it, games. It like, is, our family, we sit at the beach, and we love the Egg, the egg Bowl. Yeah, yeah. We it's love a big it. It's game. I, I feel like I'm more people than, than just Mississippi people watch that game, like, that, that take it seriously. Oh, yeah. Because it is 
a handful. It, it, not to, it, it, I don't I mean, wanna, I mean, because you know, like the Iron Ball or the game, like right. those have more yeah. impact. Sure. Than, and I don't sure. want to, I don't want to belittle anything, but I mean, you grew up an Alabama fan, so you'll appreciate yeah. this. But uh, there's something about like the best egg bowls are the ones where they're both fighting for like boils. Oh, terrible. And and yeah. and the worst ones are the ones where like one team's actually good or they're both decent. Like when Dak Prescott was at Mississippi State and Ole Miss was pretty good. When Hugh Freeze, who was you know, using burner accounts and all that stuff for stuff, but that's neither here nor there. But uh, those were like, it's not, it's so much more exciting with both teams because both coaches are going to literally throw everything out there because it doesn't matter. I, so before, so like I said, I grew up an Alabama fan. Yeah. And before the Egg Bowl this year, Mississippi State came out with like a hype video and I hated it because one of the lines was, um, it was like we'd play the game even when we knew it was the last game we were going to be able to play and as an Alabama fan like I was like I would never admit that I hate that that's disgusting why is that something you put in a hype video yeah and then after that was like the first egg ball ever went to after experiencing it I was like yeah no we're terrible this is who we are we're not a good football program so let's beat the other this school is our national state. championship that's our national <laughs> championship <laughs> yeah. and so it's amazing let me ask you this does mississippi state's band have a hype video if they do i've never seen it okay and yeah. i i i gotta i gotta like they're not the this may be a hot take because we're talking about football uh auburn band please stop it's like <laughs> stop with the hype video number one stop with the hype video number one because it doesn't do anything they for have a anymore. hype video they do the band does before they run out of the field and number two, I'm begging for, for like all that is holy. Two things. Number one, do something different uh, pregame. Because I've been doing the same pregame since I think like 2002 maybe, 2002 or three, And it's just kind of, man, is it worn out at this point. And, and also, uh, let's just go ahead and get rid of the band at basketball games and just play music. Um, mm. that's, that's another just kind of hot take. But I'll be honest with you, I'm sick of hearing Sweet Caroline. Uh, <laughs> I'm fair. sick of hearing um, Green Day songs and all this other crap at basketball games. I want to be hyped, especially right now. It was one thing when we were terrible at basketball. Like, oh, yeah, we'll go listen to the band concert and watch <laughs> Auburn under Tony Barbie lose by 50. But now they were good. Undefeated. Yeah. One of the few undefeated teams left. I mean, I think that will end in one of these next couple of games. But uh, I, I don't want to hear the band. I want to be into the game. I'm there for the game. I want to get hyped, and I want them to play music and do light shows and get the band hyped. Sure, sure. And I want to kind of, I'm going to kind of change gears here. So you're, a, Charlie, you're a college student, and you, you're currently on your Apple Watch <laughs> while we're recording, and I, I want to. Scott's I wanna, been on his phone the whole time. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm texting my fiance. Yeah, that's a different thing. Anyway. I want to kind of talk about what's your what's your things, brother. <laughs> I don't have anything. Is that it? What is your kind of tech setup? Note taking college like uh, media tech type of yeah. Uh, so I have setup. a MacBook. Okay. A standard MacBook? Oh, MacBook Pro. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. You Thirteen sure. inch. Yeah. Okay. Touch bar. That's it. no. That's it. I just have the computer. Just a computer and your and your Apple Watch and and your Phone. iPhone. Then I have AirPods that. Woody again gifted to me. Which is crazy. Yeah, no. yeah, that is crazy. Would you ever consider switching to anything else? Has that ever crossed your mind? So when I made the decision to buy my MacBook, well, when I was deciding between computers before I was going to college, for a long time I wanted to get a Surface. Really? Because I really liked the tablet aspect and being sure. able to have a oh. tablet. And my 
friends in high school some of them had surfaces and i really liked how they were set up and but i wanted everything on the same ecosystem that makes sense and so the ecosystem again as i think everybody it it pushed me over the edge and i was like yeah i want to build a texan class on my computer yeah it's pretty awesome. Well, listen, brother, as, a, as someone who uses uh, the new iPad Air with the smart keyboard. You like it? With new iPad OS is my daily drive. Yes. I asked, can, I asked for an iPad for Christmas. Yeah. Which oh. one? Which one did you ask for? A Pro? I, no, I don't want a Pro. Then uh, get the Air. Uh, the Air over the The Air is fantastic. IPad? It's got an A12 tri- chip. It is snappy. It is incredible. You can do whatever you want to. Get the keyboard with it, too. And I guarantee you, for most everything you're going to do in a classroom setting for school, taking notes on all that stuff, it's, it's all you that. need. Yeah. It's all you need. Mm. But, Scott, you've had uh, recently, kind of the reason I brought this up, you've had some contentions with uh, Apple <sighs> in the past few days that um, I, I stopped you your hot take on the last yeah. podcast because yeah. – uh, I knew you you probably needed some time to work this out. Yeah, so, I, I did. I needed time to come down from my uh, extreme anger that I was experiencing at that point. So um, yeah, anytime you come out with a new product, you, especially when you come out with a new product in the fall, uh, September, October, that area kind of leading to Christmas, uh, an intelligent thought process would be, okay, there's going to be a hot chance that this product is a big ticket item for Christmas. You would think that. Yeah, That sure. feels logical. Sure, sure. It's so, a fair absu- 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 um, assumption. <laughs> I, I need to be careful about how I talk about this because um, this could be a, uh, a gift for someone who's listening. But um, I, don't think, I don't think my mother listens anymore past the first episode. But just in case she does, I'm going to kind of be... Let's just say that my mom, my dad is getting my mom some headphones... And uh, mm, whatever they are, and it's a new product. So <laughs> those of you sitting at the house, and they may or may not have noise canceling principles, but whatever. Um, so I was like, oh yeah, no, I can go to the Apple Store and get those because I'm sure they'll have them because it's the Apple Store. So let me let's keep in mind that we are still uh, more than ten days away from Christmas, and uh, I went to the Apple Store and and went and said, hey, I'd like blank. And um, they were like, oh, yeah, we're out of those. What do you mean you're out of them? It's like, you're out of them here at the store? Can I, like, go online? No, you can't go online. You go online right now and order these things, it says that you will not get them until the second week of January. You can't get them anywhere. So you can get them somewhere, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) If you are a Sam's Club member, you can go on that website and buy them from there, and they will be there in two days, but they're only, like, limiting you. Only a customer can buy one. Wow. That's insane. Um, So Sam's Club has them. If you're a Sam's Club member and you're looking for them this holiday season, you know what I'm talking about, AirPods Pros. Um, (laughs) But I I just thought it was, like, it was crazy because I was like, how do you – not make enough of a product for Christmas. Yeah. Especially, like, we're talking about something that can't be that complicated. I mean, they're, they're headphones. And, and yeah, you can buy the normal ones. The standard um, AirPods are, are readily available. But for, for that one, for the pros, um, it's a massive waiting period. And, yeah, nobody had it. And whether it was Best Buy or whatever, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, we don't have any in stock right now. We'll try it. You couldn't get them on Amazon. You couldn't get them anywhere. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. But... <laughs> And that, that drove you to the edge the other day. It drove me to the edge, and it made me kind of question all my uh, fanboyhood of Apple. Um, you, got really, like, you got really frustrated and really heated at, over in the office. I, the I did, day. because like it, it's just it's sort of like we are, at that point, it was like December 8th or 9th or something like that. And you're like, how in the world 
can you not have more of these things available to where if I ordered it right now, I wouldn't get it till after after Christmas? And yeah. then at that point, I might as well wait. I might as well wait at that point until um, time goes by and, and people start having like massive sales on them, like Amazon and all that stuff. Sure. Where I can, instead of paying two fifty and get it for one ninety nine, like what are you? How do you miss the mark that bad on on how much stock you're gonna need? Right, I, and I don't know. Well, and we saw we were looking online the other day. There were people like on eBay, Craigslist, yeah. places that were marking them up because oh, they yeah, knew they knew like they, the market was dry of those, which was yeah. Interesting. It's like when Dwight Schrute buys all those dolls with the little you know unicorn in in like in the Office episode, and is like selling them for hundreds of dollars. He's like. Uh, families who are trying to get it for their daughters, but it's all sold out everywhere. It's like that's what they're doing. And it's just it's frustrating because what it's going to do, to be honest with you, it's a bad model because now uh, people's like, oh, yeah, this is a gift idea for so-and-so, but I'm not going to get it because it's not available. Or are either going to get, um, you know, Bose product, which is a, which is a good noise-canceling thing and some other stuff. They're going to get other things instead of it. Right. So you're losing money. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you come think, on. You think people are going to go away from Apple? I think that if you... If you're trying to find a Christmas yeah. gift... I, so you do this. You do, the, you do the classic. I've gotten this a couple of times. Buy the gift and then come in on time. So you print a picture. Print a picture of it. Wrap it up. Right. You, that's what you give. Sure. No, nothing better than that at Christmas. I've got, <laughs> gotten that a few a, times. A picture, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Mom and Dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we got you this. Now, you're gonna, not going to get but, it till 2021. But. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> here nope, you go. another point of contention. Uh, and we'll start with you, Charlie. Have you experienced or used... Uh, Apple TV Plus for oh, this new. God. I, ha- yeah. I don't. I haven't. I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I do have Disney Plus, which is insane. Which it's, is it's I awesome. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and I think that's the biggest problem for like Apple TV Plus is yeah, it's only four ninety nine, and Disney Plus I think is six ninety nine or seven ninety nine. I don't know Verizon, so yeah. it's free. Well, yeah, for a year, only one year, they're going to take it away from you. Six ninety nine. Not like being a T-Mobile customer, we get Netflix forever and ever and ever free. But that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> a lot of stuff is neither here nor there. Yeah, no, it is. That's true. That's true. It's been a common but like thing. The, I think the price difference, even if it is only three dollars, with Disney Plus, you get you not only get original content and oh. shows and movies and all that stuff, but you get an insane amount of stuff. And with Apple TV Plus, it's like only original content and some of it's not great and so if you're going to have a platform that's based completely on original content it's all they all got to be bangers yeah and and when they're not you're like oh my gosh even though it's only five dollars like that's a waste of five dollars and it was five dollars and and over that's like was that what is what is five dollars times sixty dollars really? a year yeah, 60 yeah hey I went hey. to auburn i was a history major <laughs> i don't have to add things but yeah, I, I don't know. They got to do something. I know that, like some of their shows got nominated for for awards recently. I don't understand that. You have it, right? I did. I just canceled it. Did you really? I canceled it just because I, I like wasn't watching it. This was I wasn't another watching it. Yeah, this was another hot button item yeah. for you the other day too. Went, along with <laughs> when you couldn't find the headphones, and then you Ugh. mentioned Apple TV Plus. Yeah. So are you uh, dropping Apple? No, 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 okay. no, no, no. I'm not dropping Apple. It's just a fair because, question. I, yeah, I, I still, yeah. I still maintain like they're. I mean, he's an Apple credit card holder. Yeah, how is the credit yeah. card? I love it. And, and right now, if you have the Apple credit card and you go to the Apple store, you get 6% back, um, which is a huge number. So if you're spending yeah. like a grand, that's a pretty big number. That, yeah. um, so, no, I, I like it. Um, you get you get a ton of cash back, especially if you use Apple Pay, which I use a lot. So and, and there's no 
uh, fees to it or anything like that. So it's, I think it's pretty great. Is it your daily driver? <laughs> great question. It that or if I'm using Apple Pay 100%, I, I pretty much never use the physical card, even though it looks really cool. I use an American Express cashback card for that. Um, so cashback cards are the way to go, by the way, um, because you end up getting like way more out of it. And yeah, the airline cards are great because you get like these massive bonuses and you get some free flights out of it. But the cashback cards are the thing. And so that's mm. what app, you know the Apple card does, and I really like it. And But yeah, no, I still love hardware products that Apple makes. Sure. I love the watch. I love the iPhone. I just fallen over the iPad. <laughs> um, whatever about their computers. I love their, their OS. I love everything about it. It's just like this other stuff that they're trying to get themselves into. I, the, the headphones is a little bit of a different... That's a supply issue. But the Apple TV Plus thing, yeah, whatever. The Apple News Plus thing, yeah, whatever. Why don't, I don't want to read Time Magazine. I don't care. And so they, they're doing some other things. They're just kind of like, hey, I don't I don't care. It's unwarranted. Yeah, yeah it's, un, it's unwarranted. Yeah. So I have a question. Maybe a market we haven't talked about much when we talk about tech stuff, too, is so you've been do, you did these vlogs and stuff and so what is your like what's your kind of tech setup for and maybe like software that you use for yeah. your video editing so things. i'm a novice right sure very much so in the like the video editing sure. scheme of things so first off let's talk hardware so my first vlog ever i filmed it all off my iphone yeah and it was great i think my first two actually it was all off my iphone which is very doable very and doable very practical especially with the new ones yeah and it it works great yeah my third vlog i filmed most of it with a gopro hero 5 really and i was not disappointed at all audio was fine for what i needed picture is great the quality picture quality is great yeah the yeah. thing i was most worried about when getting it was the audio and the audio works fine wow. i was very pleased with how it turned out and so then software wise editing i use iMovie mm, i'll tell you what it is. There well, it there's, is. there's nothing wrong with there's that. nothing wrong especially when there's free ways to know how to tweak it to make it do what you want it to do yeah yeah and it's for my level of what i was editing for there is no need for me to go out and buy something for yeah. it so why not just use the free iMovie that i have well, and what I love too is is like I I feel like I've seen the quality that that you were able to get out, and, and granted you only did a few vlogs, but I bet if you kept going too, you would find ways to make you know iMovie look incredible. And I think it says something too, like when people you know people talk about you know being a creative person or doing creative ventures, art projects, things like that. When you have confinements or like you know things like all right, I'm going to stick with this free program. How far can I take this thing? How can I make yeah. this the best possible with that? you almost, you know, explore new creative things yeah. like that and you're able to do cooler and cooler things. And so I don't know, I think that's a really cool way to start. Like you don't need the the you don't need the best camera. You don't need the best, you know, video or audio editing softwares for to yeah. do things like that. Yeah, you don't have to have all that stuff to be successful. I mean we edit most of our stuff like mostly in GarageBand. Yep. Cuz I mean for what we're trying to do I and mean, we have we have pretty nice microphones and all that stuff. But what we're trying to do is like all we need. And I was watching um, like a an ad for one of those master class things. Yeah. Uh, that they have, you'll see them on YouTube everywhere. And they were interviewing a guy um, who does like electronic music. I think yeah, I've seen. And that. he and he had all of this junk everywhere. But he said he's like you know I mean there's there's people that can sit there with like a a laptop computer on basic software and do this. 
right like using GarageBand or whatever yeah. and I think that's that's insanely cool to me yeah. like really all you all you need I mean to like get on the scene as long as your content is good and, and direction your fun personality to like do vlogging and make it like a passion and all that other stuff where people like want to watch it is have like a really good iPhone or even or even um, you know a Hero 5 or, or or whatever all these other things that's and, and basic software that comes with a computer that you buy that's crazy yeah, yeah. that's awesome and one of my favorite this is like a one of my favorite nerdy things I would do yeah. when I was <laughs> editing. I had a old, not old, like an old TV screen, and I would plug an HDMI into my computer and plug it into my TV, and I would have like a dual monitor set up oh, with yeah, my yeah. laptop and with, and it was fantastic. That's awesome because I could look on two different screens and like see what I was tweaking and then what I was like editing on the actual video. Sure, and it was. I'm a big fan of a dual monitor setup. Oh yeah. If, oh, yeah. Mom, if you're listening to this, if you want to buy me some monitors, <laughs> it's, almo- yeah. it's almost Christmas. Christmas. It's almost Christmas. That'd be great. It's almost Christmas. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're obviously uh, not. I don't, I'm not calling you an. Int- I mean, you're obviously an interesting guy. But that was a yeah, appreciate maybe it. A weird, yeah. Maybe a weird thing to say. <laughs> but like, you know, you do these, you do these, uh, you do vlogs and you do kind of all this other stuff, and you're sort of. You know, the made some fun of, photos. Yeah, you seen them? Your what? I've 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 started recently get into like the photo editing game, oh. which stinks. We're talking about this on a podcast. Yeah, they can't see it. But if you yeah. you know if you want to feel free, Charlie T Steele um, on hit Instagram. Me up. Nothing's on my actual feed, so if you want to DM me and ask yeah. for some of the fun stuff <laughs> I've done, <laughs> there's a lot of hoops for <laughs> having to jump <laughs> into right. your content. That's right. Just go yeah. to my Instagram and DM me. It's yeah, <laughs> it's okay, not great. sketchy. It's not sketchy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah, well, stuff like that, and 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 even like you know, looking at some of your Instagram pictures, like the jackets you wear or whatever, you you strike me as someone that is intensely comfortable with who you are. Thank you. Um, I mean, I'm sure like everybody's got like some 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 issues, but yeah, whatever. no, but for you, sure, there's issues there. Yeah, yeah, but you you seem like someone who's really kind of comfortable in your own skin. And you know, kind of who you are and all that other stuff, and. You know, you uh, were obviously kind of a, like a big part of the youth program here, and you felt called into ministry and all the other stuff. And then, uh, you know, you go off to um, a school like Mississippi State that is an SEC school, and and there's there are obvious besides maybe Vanderbilt, um, there's obvious like stereotypes that come with going to college at an SEC school, yeah. and, and kind of the environment and what's important and what's expected, and especially during football season and all that. So I'm kind of curious maybe to kind of hear about what that transition was initially like uh for you uh, how you kind of went into it and 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 maybe handled uh some of those factors that that come with it and and how you kind of i don't know kept yourself together almost yeah um no great great question or or statement that was just kind of like a talk about it i yes exactly (laughs) (laughs) um believe it or not one of the things that really kept me grounded when i went to college um, as you stated, I'm a fraternity man. Yes. Right. Um, yeah. But yes. <laughs> the fraternity that I joined when I went to Mississippi State is called BYX, um, which is a Christian-based fraternity. And believe it or not, we really do try to stick to Christian values and beliefs that we would uphold. Um, and so joining that when I first came to college gave me a group um, of guys that – made me first off like I could like you said like I could feel like myself and feel like I was in my own skin which was super important 
and then also a group of guys that would never make me want to step out of a comfort zone that I didn't want to stay in. Yeah. And I had that in high school. Like I had, um, guy friends that were really great and I loved them and, and they were super supportive of me. But when I came to college and I found this group of guys through that fraternity, it was dudes that not only were going to like support me in what I wanted to do, but like would call me out too when I wasn't doing what, what was right or what we thought should, how we, I should be living. And so right off the bat, that fraternity gave me uh, an outlet of guys that helped keep me accountable and push me in the right direction to college. So how did, what was it about you? I guess. Cause I mean, like I, I'll, I'll be honest. I talked about this before, you know, I was heavily involved in church uh, when I, this church, when I was a senior in high school and felt called into ministry and all this other stuff. And that's crazy. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> and went in and went and was going to Auburn and had friends and all that other stuff and had like these, you know, things that I would say, uh, going into is like, Oh yeah, well, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm going to be different. And, and got down there and, and really instantly got pulled into all that stuff. Um, cause like I wasn't ready. So like what, Lord, I mean, like, how'd you, how'd you do it? Like how, what was your, how was, how were you so committed to the cause like all right i know who i am i know what i want to be and i'm going down there and, and not let a lot of those things kind of creep in yeah um i guess for me one one big thing that i really um so sometimes people like ask me why i don't do certain things or why i don't do like go to, i mean i go to parties but like don't just do the party st- things pa- yeah. party things stereotypical yeah, yeah. like college stuff yeah um, like they'll, I mean, people ask me like why I don't do anything like that. And, uh, for me, I think giving somebody your word and like saying something about yourself and upholding that is one of the most like valuable and commendable aspects a person can have. Right. And so I went to college and told myself that I, that's how I was going to live. Like I wasn't gonna, cause in high school I was that same kind of person who didn't like go to parties and do like the typical stereotypical, you know, like high school things even. Yeah. And so going to college, I told myself I wasn't going to do that. And for me, like telling myself I wasn't going to fall into that and keeping that word with myself. Um, and then like with other people, so like fraternity, for instance, told them I wasn't going to fall into those kind of things. It's like keeping that word with myself, keeping the word with the guys, like having a commitment for me is something that means a whole lot. And so I would really beat myself up and really get down on myself if I ever broke a commitment like that. Wow. Right. So something I found, too, like when I was in college, too, and, and – um, Go Panthers. Kind of go Panthers. Shout out. Birmingham Southern College. Amen. That great liberal arts institution Gosh. in western Alabama. If you're, or western Birmingham, sorry. Western Birmingham. Birmingham. If, you're, if you're looking for – If you're, if you're we- looking for a, a classic education, a good liberal arts – um, school that's local to you to give out a lot of scholarship money, um, I think maybe. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Methodist sure. institution. Sure. Yeah, Methodist. Yeah. A, one of those great Methodist institutions <laughs> that you can go to. Just uh, yeah, give David Everhart a shout. He'll, he'll <laughs> but anyway, when I was when I was in school and and I was also in a fraternity and I kind of faced some of these same things you you said and and even with the thing with the about uh, setting a commitment with myself about how I wanted to act and. 
And, you know, I made this promise to myself and am I going to take this seriously? But beyond that, it was when I found that I was in conversations with people at these at these parties, I found that it was like a great opportunity that when they asked me questions about that, it was like all of a sudden without even much like asking or anything like that. You ask them about their family, home life, things like that. All of a sudden they start opening up and sharing like about their religious beliefs. They start, you know, why they believe they do or don't believe in God, why they, you know, about their faith, their home life. uh, And, and it was like an incredible, it's like, Oh wow. Me doing this one thing different just opened up and and for whatever reason made this other person feel comfortable enough to just start sharing and unloading all these, you know, this weight, these things that, that they've dealing with or that have been going on in their lives. And I don't know. I think that's a cool, uh, maybe repercussion or, or thing from, from, I, I think know. I think people really do see like a or become really comfortable with you like when you're yourself. Sure. And so like especially when you go to college and you're like I'm not going to do certain things like saying that that's like really being 100% yourself in that aspect. Yeah. And so people like see that and recognize that. Um and I think like that makes them a lot more comfortable with you. It's like what you're talking about. Yeah, like it opens up conversations and opens up better relations with people. Yeah. So what do you, I mean, I'm not trying to make you psychologically get into the head of a college kid, but uh, I can, no, yeah, yeah, you try, bring it. There's, um, you know, there's a lot of kids who, who are, who are very similar to you in their convictions on other stuff when they go off and, and then it's kind of like they get there and, uh, and everything just kind of like unravels. Yeah. What is it? Do you think? Cause I mean, I have, I have theories and, and a lot of them have to do with, you know, self-worth and all that other stuff that like. Yeah, big problem. Yeah, the people like get there and and they're not as committed to like, hey, no, this is who I am. This is what I want to be. This is what I believe, and I'm going to be committed to these things that I said that I'm going to be committed to. What do you think it is like, kind of psychologically, about people that they get on campus and and it just sort of that kind of all unravels for them? That's a great question. Thank you. <laughs> I think a big thing. Um, I don't know. If this is going to answer the question, but this is the whole. This is what I was thinking the whole time you're talking for me I don't really have like a big vice against like people like going to parties and like doing party stuff like yeah. I don't have like a huge big problem with that yeah um there's great people who you know like it's not a big deal to me um the big deal for me is when people are doing it for the wrong reasons yes yeah um that's when and like especially people close to me like that's when it hurts me it's like True. how like you're doing this because you're hurt. You're doing this because you're upset. Like, that's why you're, you're falling into this, um, like different lifestyle than you said you were going to. Yeah. And so like, why do they do it? I think when you get to college and you get to a point where you can kind of get lost in the crowd, it becomes like, Oh, who, who do I need to be? Oh, I can just be the guy who's fun at parties, you know? Yeah. And like, and that's an easy thing to get into, especially yeah. like take, I mean, somebody who went from any school in the Birmingham area that's big and, and has a lot of people, you go to college and it's just like, Oh, you're just another number. Yeah. yeah. I think that gets to people. Yeah. I mean, I, I like, I, mean, I think that's, that's exactly what it is. I mean, it, people have, and I like always go back to, to the, the concept of it, it's all about sort of, self-worth and being comfortable with who you are and all yeah. that stuff and that's why, like why uh hearing your story is powerful um because i mean even for me and, and i talk about college all day but even after college i mean 
when I was when I like first moved uh, to Texas and and you're kind of out there and you're sort of all alone and, and really at that point in my life I like raised my hand and said I was 100% not comfortable with who I was and not 100% comfortable with who God created me to be and all the other stuff and so in order to kind of like fill in gaps in my happiness I, I started doing things that uh, were 100% like contrary to what I claimed to be and what I claimed to desire to be for sure um and I remember there's there's like so many times where, and I'm not talking about this now because it's you know at this point four plus years ago and I've kind of like gotten past that point in, in life and, and and I'm stronger for going through that or whatever. But uh, with like you know every Friday and Saturday would go out and, and would drink too much and would drink too much because I was like with people and that's what they did yeah. and 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 I like needed that human interaction to be with these people um, in order to kind of like make myself quote-unquote happy but then i'd like i'd wake up the next morning i'd feel terrible and i'd I'd sit there and ask myself like what what are you doing what are you doing and then like i'd go do my job as a youth director and be like man what are you you're standing up in front of these kids and claiming these things and and you yourself are are not doing any of it and and it kind of like took almost the lord ended up taking everything away from me all of it Everything away from me. And I'm not, let me just back up just so we don't have any theological people. I'm not saying that God took things away from me or whatever, but I'm saying that the Lord used a moment uh, where everything was taken away from me to kind of like point to my own issues. Yeah. And it took going through that for me to kind of get over it. But like I look back on it now and I'm like, man, I, I can see how this happens. Yeah. And I think when you look at, like college students and when you find like see freshmen coming into college you you see it you see it at big schools you see it at small schools and maybe it's more evident at small schools because of the nature of it but you get out of you have students that just got out of high school and out of this social structure and what they know growing up is is going through elementary middle school high school there's this kind of a social structure to things and uh popularity and rank and and the way you feel among the crowd and you go to this college community which by the way, colleges, that whole social atmosphere around that is is a, a beast unlike anything else in the world that you're going to experience in life. And people get caught up like it's in this bubble that that is like you can't be touched. Or so when you have students that maybe have certain convictions that, that grow up a certain way or believe like things like Christianity and they go here and then they see other people because they're in this bubble that it's like nothing can really – touch them it's like this isn't going to be the real me this isn't real life i'm just molding shaping trying to figure out who i am yeah. it's almost not real yeah it almost becomes this fake culture that that when someone steps onto a campus and then you see someone else that you know you know their morals you know what they want to be you know what they've said they want to be but they act a different way yeah. you look at that and you're like well i mean I guess I can do it too. I mean, it's just here at college. Like my parents aren't going to know about this. No one yeah. else, no employers are going to know about this. Yeah. This is just college and it's what you do. Yeah. No, I mean, it is, it's insane. The amount of conversation I've had when even, even people that are like around, around like, you know, our age and, and you know, talk about like, you know, they'll go, they'll go out on Fridays and do all this stuff. And you're like, why do you, do you like that? And like, well, no, not really. Yeah. I mean, if, if I had it my way, I probably wouldn't do it. But it's like, then why do you go? So, like, well, cause I, feel like i have to and i think that's that's such a a strange psychological um thing like i said that i've i've been in before and i've felt that way before and 
and not kind of coming out of the other side and being completely the opposite. If I don't want to do something, I'm going to say no a hundred percent of the time. Scott's not doing it. <laughs> Michael Stuckey, you want to go camping? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't. I want to like go to sleep in my bed, wake up and shower and drink my coffee and eat my granola bars and watch I'll, friends. I'll also say, I know it's like coming from like a, a big Birmingham school can like really kind of make you feel different when you get to college. I'll also say there's really, I think going to the size of high school I went to has great yeah. advantages. A hundred percent. Because, yeah. and I was like, talk, even talking to my mom literally about this today, how when I like went to high school, there's so many things about it that like when I'm at Mississippi State, like it, they mirror each other. Yeah. And it's like crazy to think that that's, I was fortunate enough to go to a high school where it was an environment that was more closed off and concealed, but I could, st- I still like felt like I had freedom and kind of felt like I had, yeah. I felt older and I felt more mature and I felt like I was treated like that. And I think that helped me too going into college because I was able to kind of see what it was like to have self-control in high school and, and transfer that when I went to college. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a great point. Uh, another question I just thought of, and you've kind of like, you've kind of answered this, but um, I just sort of want to like put a deep spiritual twist on it. But yeah. It's someone who, um, I mean, you know, your your faith is obviously important to you. I appreciate it. Called in ministry and all that <laughs> stuff. But uh, like, does how does that play in um, to you know you walk you walk around on campus and 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 what is that like for you to sort of think about or what do you think about when it comes to all right, I'm going to be walking around these people. I claim to be a Christian, and this is what I want people to see out of me. It's sort of like kind of backing that up I guess well and to add on to that too I, I kind of want to like faith in college like what does that look like for you how does how does that work what oh you think he asked the question better <laughs> <laughs> no yeah so first off before <laughs> I answer the question I don't want to make it seem like I think I don't do anything wrong a hundred percent I'm fully aware no, I know of how that. wrong you I are just, sometimes yeah. <laughs> I yeah. you know we when know I, when I say center. party stuff, we know you're a sinner. There's a lot of things. Yeah, we're all sinners, brother. Yeah. There's a lot of things I mess up. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where my biggest sins, if you're going to weigh sins, but sure. I think that's like where my biggest flaws come from. Sure. Is when I get into that mindset of, oh, I didn't, I didn't do this at the party last night, so I must be living a better faith than you. Right. Um, and so to answer your question like how do I live my faith on a college campus a lot of times it gets really hard for me to live a Christ-like faith because I end up thinking in my head struggling with like an ego problem sure which is something I've always struggled with yeah of like oh I'm better because oh no dude no because I'm not doing something else you know and so in my in my head that's where I really struggle with living out my faith is how I still like trying to find a balance between not being the like the pharisee to people and living how i should yeah and that is like a tricky road to kind of like or a tricky thing to kind of balance because like it it is it can be like one of those things that if if you're if you're focused on what other people are doing say well i'm not doing that so it puts me in this higher Mm -hmm. range then then what it does is you you don't focus on or you don't even think about like maybe the things your own problems yeah 
Because like, right, as long as my own problems aren't these problems, then I'm fine. Yeah. And yeah. those things can kind of snowball. And it becomes that the kind of self-righteous type of, and yeah. I dealt with that too, yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. And you're talking about maybe some of these people that you're talking to at this party or people that you know. And, and sometimes the hardest thing to do is to not, you know, judge them. It's like, no, for sure. These people that we're talking about coming into this college culture and they partake in, in whatever those activities and things are. Um, and you see that and it's hard to say, all right, well, doing better than X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Or, yeah because you know, one of my biggest pet peeves in college is, um, especially kind of being in the fraternity I'm in is people think that if you go to a party and you have a good time, quote yeah. unquote, good time, then you are not a Christian. Oh yeah. And that, if I, if anything gets me fired up, it's yeah. the people that think that and think yeah. that people can't right. still love Christ yeah. and live a Christ like life right. because like you make a mistake just it's different than how they make a mistake so sorry that you're not as evident as them and yeah, it just yeah. that really gets me fired up how people constrain sure. people like that and sure. and i fall into that category sometimes oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and that's I where mean, my faith I think, gets rocky yeah, yeah i think i think like we all do and and it's almost like one of those things that it's because at the end of the day comparison is like something that makes us feel good about ourselves and it's this natural thing to do and fighting against that's hard yeah um but yeah i mean especially like on a college campus where where everything's kind of in your face um, or being a time. student in general. I mean, yeah. middle school, high school. It, I mean, that's huge True. there. Mm-hmm. And, and on college campuses, it's just taking place in a different form. Yeah. 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 I mean, it has like since forever and ever and ever. I mean, like every, you know, there's that one kid that's the bully. Right. You may be a jerk too, but as long as you're not, yeah, I'm not like that guy, then you think you're fine. And, right. Um, and then you like, yeah, you judge other people to make yourself feel better. And at the end of the day, and this is kind of the thing that, um, we've talked about we're really gonna hit hard um you know as a program as a youth program going forward because it's one of the things i feel like we've we've completely missed about the concept of of jesus and and forgiveness is like we're all kind of in this thing together we all have like the same state of being people who perpetually sin right we all do it. And, you know, there's a reason why, like, when we do our confession as a church, we say, you know, we've sinned in thought, word, and deed. Because, like, you may not have done things, but you've definitely thought about it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's still, like, this impurity that exists within your heart. Yeah. And and so we, we sometimes, and I've, like, been on this crusade. Uh, maybe crusade's not the right word, but I've been kind of on this, like, tear lately. Um, I like crusade. Yeah, crusade. Talking about, <laughs> uh, you know, how we kind of view Jesus as, like, our bail bondsman. It's like yeah. we go off and we yeah. screw up and they're like, oh, yeah, Jesus, forgive me for this one sin. And yeah. Jesus swoops in and cleans us up and then it's departs again. It's like an insurance again. company. It's an insurance know? company. <laughs> and, um, Treat Jesus like an insurance company. That's all company. Christianity is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, the, the, <laughs> the truth is that the reason why we need Jesus is not for, like, those one-time messages. We need Jesus daily because we um, sin, and it sounds, like, really intense, but, like, sin is, like, who we are. We live in a perpetual yeah. state. Yeah, sin of is sin. who we yeah. are. We we are sin. We are, um, you know, we're we're such sin that God had to come to Earth for it. Um, so, like, I think that kind of changes the mentality when you sort of like your mind shifts to thinking about like your own desperate need for Jesus daily. Then it changes the way that you view everyone else. And so, yeah, there are people on college campuses that aren't that are, they're doing things they shouldn't. But like, it, it changes like your judgment level to more of like one of 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 compassion because you look at them as like you know we may not have the same things that we're dealing with but man we need the same thing 
Right. And when I was in high school, too, it was like things were so black and white. Like, yeah. people who did this are bad. Yeah. People right. who do this are good. Which and, isn't. And you almost – I went to college, and then I was going to these these parties, and I may not have been partaking. Um, but it's almost a rewiring of the brain of, like, okay, I need to be looking at this whole thing different because this whole faith thing and living out faith is much more complicated yeah. than what I thought it was, yeah, and, and, yeah. and especially in the adult world. Yeah. And that same thing's kind of happening now that I just exited college it, yeah. exited college in the spring, and now I'm. It, it's like things just get more and more complex on how what Christianity looks like, what we're called to do. When you get into a, a legalistic framework, fr- you know, frame of mind when it comes to Christianity, when you're sitting there like viewing your good deeds and your bad deeds and everybody else's good deeds and bad deeds, it can only lead to you having a really dark view of God yeah. and a really dark view of Christ. It is pretty much impossible to live in this freedom that we're called to live in. Um, not free to go do whatever we want to, but man, if, if you like keep perpetually looking at uh, all the wrongs in the world, then good Lord, you forget about all the good things. Yeah. And you forget about like how beautiful the gospel actually is. Man, I like always tell people, man, look at the characters in the Bible. Look at how messed up they are. Um, and, and look at all the things that they do wrong, and yet they're the chosen uh, yeah. people of God. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. Yeah. So, uh, Charlie, I have a question for you. What if you were to sell someone on Mississippi State? Oh yeah, this is what, a great what question. Is your, what is your favorite thing? Because this is why I talked to you about going to Birmingham Southern, and I yeah. wanted you to go there, and and people wanted you to go multiple places. A lot of people wanted me to go to Birmingham Southern, right? And but you, <laughs> yeah, and more than you think. <laughs> well, both <laughs> your parents went there too. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't. Yeah, but anyway, anyway. You, uh, you're so enthusiastic about your school, and yeah. you and you tend to to be. Uh, it's a state guy. He's a state guy. I love he's a state guy. State. And I, I just want to know, like, if you had to sum this up in like one sentence or one big point about Miss, what is it that you love so much about? Do you want one word? No, I don't need one word. I can give you one word. All right, give me one it's word. It's cheesy. I can give it to you though. Okay, sure. It's the people. Uh-huh. Okay. Wow. And I mean that wholeheartedly. Mississippi State. I'm not gonna. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Does not have the best facilities in the SEC. Sure. Does not have the best football program. Does not have the most money pouring into it. There is some things Mississippi State lacks. But whenever – every once in a while we'll just, like, drive to Tuscaloosa because it's just the little quirky thing you do at Mississippi State. Huh. Um, whenever I go to the University of Alabama campus, which grew up an Alabama fan, yeah. love the school, love the university, I just get entranced by the majesty – that is Alabama. So yeah. it's a nice campus. Yeah. Right. Um, and then I get a little sad for a little bit. So I'm like, oh, I, I could have gone there. I, I could have had all these nice things. Could have had a winning football team. And then you drive over to Southern to Birmingham I don't Southern, ever go to Birmingham the same Southern. Same thing happens. Go to Panther State. We did that. We got on the you field of Birmingham we Southern. Yeah, we were there. <laughs> yeah. I have a, a picture of my recruitment visit. Next to the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but when I come back to Mississippi State and I – spend a week and I see all the people that made me love fall in love with the campus again it it changes my whole mindset because I don't think there's people anywhere else in the SEC that care as much about your well-being and you succeeding than at Mississippi State wow and an, another point I want to make we're the most diverse campus in the SEC that is a really statistical fact wow I didn't know that I didn't um, know that either racially just to 
clarify it's racially diverse because when they first told me that statistic i was like that could be in a lot of different ways yeah diversity sure, is sure. but it is racially we're the most racially diverse campus in the sec wow and coming from a high school that was very racially diverse i think that that is a quality that you need in a school yeah and that's another thing i love about mississippi state is it's the most diverse campus that's really cool. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll say this. Like, you talk about all oh, the facilities, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it, is, it is beautiful in the spring. I want to say that. Uh, well, I'll say I'll say this. Like, I had, I had been to Starkville once before, and that was for the 2008 Auburn-Mississippi State football game, which was that epic 3-2 to two classic. That's a we talked about game. that one a lot. Great game. <laughs> um, the most – I mean, like, really the most ridiculous football game I think I've ever been to. Yeah. And uh, – I remember, like, I mean, because all I saw was, like, all right, drive up, we got off the bus. And that was before they did all the renovations, the Davis Wade and all that other stuff. And um, and you walk and kind of look around and you see things and everything kind of has that weird brick color. And, and you walk into the stadium. At that point, like I said, there were no renovations. Yeah. And it was like, all right, this is borderline like being at a high school game. And then <laughs> and then it was 3-2. Really? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, when, we, when we've gone back, like when we've come to, to see you guys, like our, our kids that go to Mississippi State um, on like campus, and we've gone there like the past two falls, and it is um, – because I, I, I'll be honest with you, it's always like surprise, like the number of kids from this youth program that went to Mississippi State continue to grow. Yeah. And at first it was kind of like, all right, you know. But I remember there's a uh, – there's a girl uh, who now helps out volunteers on Wednesday nights with the youth program. I'm not going to say her name, but uh, I remember she was like the first one I remember going to Mississippi State. And I remember like reading that thing because I was the youth minister. I was the high school youth minister at the time. I was like, why in the world is she going to Mississippi would you ever State? Go there? Why would you ever want to yeah. go there? But having gone over there and seen it, I mean, yeah, there's some like old buildings, but it is, it's a pretty campus. Yeah. I, listen, I'm not saying like it's a dumpster fire. Oh, yeah. I'm not trying to say that. Yeah. But. But compared to some other universities, it doesn't have the nicest things. Yeah. And we're, we lack in, yeah. in some of that. Yeah. But the drill field, which is kind of like, if you compare it to anything, the quad at Alabama, right. our drill field is beautiful. Oh, yeah, it is. It's a, it looks great. But yeah. just in, in my opinion, when you get down to like the meat of it, yeah. Uh, the reason I love Mississippi State is because the people that I'm surrounded with. Yeah, I mean, I, like I went there and I left, and I was like, I can 100% see why people would want to come here. Yeah, well, because people are nice and, and everything is. So, and you know, it's baseball stadium is the nicest one in the country. Oh, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> facilities are bad, but the baseball stadium, the baseball stadium, <laughs> is glorious. I if I could be buried anywhere, yeah, if it was in center field of Duty Noble Field, I'd be happy. Yeah. Well, and Starkville is also the uh, the home of the the Bulldog Burger, which we went to recently. Yeah. Get the. Uh, the mission that's a mission. good burger it, i was very impressed with the it was a very good restaurant yeah no i, I, I like the, the area i mean if i you know like I'm, I'm obviously glad i went to auburn and, and met some cool people and had a great experience but like i would totally if i was a high school student now uh i would definitely like consider it and um, especially with the tuition um that you get being here and going over there and, and yeah. scholarships and all that stuff it's a really really um cool spot to go and i'll be honest with you there's something that makes your college experience better when you know your football program's not going to win. And I guess that sounds like rough. I don't know, man. But <laughs> I mean, it makes life a lot less stressful. Growing up Saturdays. an Alabama fan, and also growing up when your high school never lost. Oh yeah, that's true. I, I never lost. I never lost. And then I went to Mississippi State, and so this is God teaching you to be a loser. People finally. didn't understand how, why I was so upset. 
that's why like I've always said that like I grew up an Auburn fan and a Chicago Cubs fan and I get that the Cubs have been decent lately but that is not historically the case yeah <laughs> but I feel like it prepared me more to be a Christian than anything else <laughs> because you were just constantly getting your heart just ripped to shreds <laughs> I hear Brian's getting traded no he's not gonna get traded I he heard, won't get traded this offseason I heard Phillies maybe I mean, like, uh, that's the most ridiculous thing ever. Like, the Cubs, the Chicago Cubs, and, like, the second biggest market in the world. Um, and they've just done all these ridiculous renovations, really feel they're acting like they don't have money anymore to pay their players. It's absurd. <laughs> uh, you know, let's trade Wilson Contreras and all that stuff, and we'll, we'll sign Javi Baez to a massive contract. But let everybody else go. It's just, I don't know. It's somebody's... Either the people that own the team, the Ricketts family, all of a sudden is like coming on hard times or something like that, but acting like they're not making money hand over fist is probably besides the Yankees selling more merchandise than any other like sports organization yeah. in America. Yeah. Give me a break. But yeah, that'll be another heartbreak. I guess we go back to finishing third or fourth in the division every year. Well, Charlie. Yeah, you've you're a you've told me you're a pretty avid listener. He's to, an to in the, the office show. aficionado. A, I am. I know yeah, it's we'll, coming up. We'll get he you one of our, our fan t-shirts. Page. We'll get you our t-shirts. Yeah, he's the fan page on <laughs> fan Instagram. Page. Yeah, but but so you know, at the end of every episode, yeah. it's time for some hot, hot takes. takes. Hot takes. Hot takes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, we were just talking about this before episode started. And it's really been on my mind. Okay. Lane Kiffin's not a good football coach. Wow. He can succeed at a mid-tier university like Ole Miss. No, like FAU. Oh, you don't think Ole Miss is a mid-tier university? I mean, I think they're lesser than mid-tier, but that's just personal <laughs> bias I have towards the university. That's personal opinion. That's personal opinion. I, I don't think he's a successful head coach in SEC school. Wow. Neither do I think Joe – I don't think Joe Moorhead is either, Mississippi State's head football there coach. There you go, yeah. He's terrible. Why would you ever hire a Big Ten – I'm air-quoting this – offensive guru to come run um, an SEC West defensive-heavy school? I don't As, get it. Yeah, I never have. As a person that cheers for a team with a quote unquote offensive guru as a head coach, it gets. I mean, who is, <laughs> that's always Who's a bad. Really, sign. Are there really any yeah. offensive gurus in the nation? I don't think there is anymore. To be honest with you, I mean, well, because like I think everybody is for a short period of time. Like there was a time where the offense that like Malazan ran was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. But it was only crazy because you had you know maybe one of the greatest college football players of all time running you know playing quarterback. And Cam Newton is Nick like, oh, Marshall. yeah, well, obviously this works. Or Nick Marshall, who could run like a 4-3. Yeah, it works then. But then, like, people figure it out. And I think he's had to adapt and, yeah. and a bunch of other coaches do. So, this, like – Well, and I think Moorhead, when so he was at Penn State before, when he was there, they called him an offensive guru. He had one of the best running backs to uh, ever play yeah. the game in Saquon Barkley. Yeah. So, yeah, he's going to look good. And had Christian Hackenberg mm. playing quarterback, who was a really good college quarterback. Oh, fantastic. So, I mean, they had they – had, he had – Jimmy's and Joe's. He just wasn't ready to, to go down there and have, you know, Schrader's as quarterback. So give me a break. Well, <laughs> Schrader's a great quarterback, and we only need to get into that, though. Okay. Scott, do you have any uh, hot takes for this week? We have another hot take. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's still just with Mississippi State, so I don't know how. Kylan Hill should be running back of the year. I don't know what that award is. He should, he's, the Doak Walker Award. He's, that should back. be Kylan Hill. Really? He's the SEC leading rusher, and he has played in three fewer games than Montez Sweat. I'll be honest, I don't know who Montez Sweat is. Isn't that – or Swift. Who's the Georgia guy? Oh, Swift. Yeah, Swift. DeAndre Swift. Swift. I look like an idiot. Yeah. DeAndre Swift. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know who Montez Sweat is. We'll Mont- delete that. Sweat we'll somewhere. Sweat's in some Sweat, university. Sweat sounds like – Montez Sweat sounds like a guy. I think he's a basketball player. <laughs> All that matters is that Kylan Hill has three less games than Swift. Yeah. Yeah, great. And leads the SEC in rushing and is a better running back and doesn't get any praise and it's ridiculous because the university goes to. I'll say this there is and just real quick going off this Mississippi State thing there is no better 
visual aid to tell you the difference between Mississippi State and Ole Miss than looking at Plumley, Ole Miss's quarterback, and then Schrader, Mississippi State's. That huge beard and that really yeah, junky yeah, yeah, hair, yeah. and then Plumley's like this nice, picture. clean cut. I saw that looking, picture. Looking guy. Tweet. Yeah, yeah, they're different. Tweet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, things are very different. Yeah. <laughs> so, Scott, do you have any other uh, hot takes before we close out here? Yeah, and maybe this is just because of the you know me being nervous about the chicken I ate. I Catered food is terrible. The chicken wasn't mm. great. Cater, catered food is terrible. No matter no matter where it comes from, like catering companies. I've never had a meal from a catering company. A true catering. A company. true catering okay. company that I thought was was any good ever. I've had catered meals from restaurants. Sure. That I thought were good. Now, and this is this is my theory behind it. And I'm just I'm thinking this through right now. So this is going to yeah, talk this out is loud. the beta version. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking it out. We're doing a storyboard here. Um, <laughs> but I think it's because like restaurants. Like, their catered food is pretty good because in order for a restaurant to survive, they got to serve good food, especially in bigger cities like this. they got to serve good food, or they're not going to survive, and they're going right. to go away. And so if you, like, get catered food from an established restaurant, the quality is going to at least be close to their norm because they have to have those things to survive. Catering companies, there's no storefront, there's no nothing like that. You just get on, on Google and try to find someone that will cater your thing. And you get whatever's frozen. You out get of whatever's their frozen out of their freezer. It's yeah. not fresh. It, it's all just kind of like, oh, yeah, let's throw 800 chicken breasts in the oven at the same time. It has zero flavor. It's just not good. It's terrible. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know we're. Yeah. You know, no, dude, up, we got I will say, time. Scott, we got like two and a half hours left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I walked into the copy room today. Yeah, and there's a box addressed to Scott. Yeah, freshly, brother. Freshly, and yeah. that is ridiculous. I am so upset that you used one of those companies. Um, well, first of all, I canceled my subscription today. Good. No, um, so then we're good. We yeah. don't have to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I take those. Is, so, it, is it like a Blue Apron type company? No, no, no. no. They're like no, they, freshly. Those freshly, are pre-made. Okay, pre-made, even worse. Pre-cooked. Yeah. Just go buy a Lean Cuisine. <laughs> I take lean cuisines are good. I don't want to get into this with you. you but hey, you need a hot pocket. You just get yeah. you a hot pocket. Yeah, I get a hot man. At some point, like I grew up and needed more calories, and so they like lean cuisine provides plenty of food. Lean lean cuisine does not. As someone who's I trying disagree. to gain weight, I don't think I need uh, lean. I don't cuisine. think you need to gain any weight. Oh, you know, you're welcome. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I mean, while they're working this out, I'm trying guys. to look good for my wedding. You know, it's like. The, <laughs> Have you ever had uh, Palermo's frozen pizza? <laughs> no, it's the best frozen pizza. I'm a tombstone guy. No, try Palermo's next I don't, time. I'm not going to try Palermo's because I'm a tombstone guy. I'm telling you, it's better. Oh, I'm a, I use oh. Verizon. Anyway, do you have a hot take, guys? If you <laughs> if you have any your hot boss takes, is calling me right if now. If you have so any good. hot takes, send them into so your dad. Yeah, your <laughs> yeah, boss. you should probably take that. <laughs> send them into RSM underscore students or send them to Wes underscore Holly. Do you not have one, uh, Charlie? No, I don't have one. This Will week. you please like have a hot take? Did you have one last what, episode? Yeah, we'll come up with one. Well, I, Three, I, I two, one. Have one right hot take. Now. I'm take. not gonna. I take. Three. I'm not cool just throne. gonna throw oh, out Shipley's donuts. I'm not just better gonna. Than <laughs> <laughs> they're hey, not. People, people, de- not. people, de- people defended me on that, and they. Yeah, t- I'm sure I people gotta defend Krispy Kreme too. You're just, uh, not no, many. you're just gonna show them. Not many. Anyway, thank Charlie. Thank you for being here this week. No, thanks we for were, having me, guys. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was great. Lane Kiffin's gonna win eight games next year. <laughs> <by> <laughs> anyway, he's yeah, not gonna win the Egg Bowl, and that's all that matters. Anyway, Izzy, <laughs> send us your hot takes at rsm underscore students or wes underscore holly. We will see you guys in the next. Charlie's one. vlogs YouTube. <laughs>